<laughs> sense of theme here. Hey, it's Gary and Shannon. Uh, thanks for downloading, listening to uh, the podcast of the Gary and Shannon Show. Now, if you want to listen to it live, you can do so every weekday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. in the greater Los Angeles area on KFI AM 640. Or you can go onto the iHeartRadio app and just type in KFI and listen live, listen to old shows, etc. Make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast and share it with all your friends, but the pre-post podcast as well, which is bonus content that we can't do on the air for legal purposes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Guys don't talk to guys about guy problems. Gary Hoffman. Each other on the shoulders. Shannon Farron. Oh, that woman's about as subtle as a rhinoceros horn up the backside. Gary and Shannon. Oh, Lord, I'm here. I'm Gary and Shannon. 10.30 is when Bill Cosby learns his fate, facing up to 10 years in prison for that assault on Andrea Constand back in 2004. That's going to be a big deal. I, I don't I don't think he's going to get any prison time, and uh, I think he's just going to be put on house arrest or some sort of a, a heavy parole thing where he has to be monitored. But Did you hear his attorney yesterday saying he's still America's dad? Yeah. And, and nobody can take that away from him? <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, I, uh, 1987 me would totally agree with you, but this is not 1987 anymore. No, we're way too many quaaludes past 1987. <laughs> we, uh, we have a bunch that we're going to get to today, including a crazy story out of Ohio, an entire family, like uh, six adults and a teenager killed. And now uh, one of the experts that's been looking into the case says, they believe this may have been a professional hit. Ooh, you haven't talked much today, have you? Why? You got a little Sound bit a little... of a sleepy voice going on. I don't know. I didn't have to talk very much this morning. <laughs> I had to avoid you throwing things at me in the office, but that doesn't usually take a lot of uh, vocal energy. True. Um, so we'll talk about that in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to obviously pay attention to what's going on with the Rod Rosenstein stuff. In the background of D.C., we have at the bottom of this hour more information about the uh, president's speech at the U.N. General Assembly today. But we're going to start with Brett Kavanaugh because Brett, this Brett thing Kavanaugh, is... uh, he denies even knowing this woman's name. Yeah. I mean, he denies every single aspect. I was never at a party like that in the entire summer of 1982. He... Used um, He used interesting terminology last night in this interview that he did on Fox with Martha McCallum, uh, where he repeatedly said, very simply, I don't know this woman. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I was never at that party. I don't know people who know her. I just don't understand why this stuff is coming out. And like you said, the one thing that he – about a 40-second soundbite here. The one thing that stuck out was, listen – um, and by the way, this isn't a denial, and I'm not sure why he used this language specifically, but he said, I was a virgin all through high school. May I remind you, I went to a boys, hall, a boys school. I was a virgin all through high school and into my college years. People generally in high school, I think all of us have probably done things we look back on in high school and regret or cringe a bit, but I, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an allegation of sexual assault. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. 
and the girls uh, from the schools I went to and I uh, were so friends. So you're saying that all through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin? That's correct. Never had sexual intercourse with anyone in high school? Correct. And through what years in college, since we're probing into your personal many life years, here? Many years after. I'll leave it at that. Many years after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was 45 before I first had sex. <laughs> Listen, that is totally irrelevant, by the way. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, he, he said clearly that he wasn't a virgin. He wasn't accused of actually having intercourse with somebody, which is, uh, I, I understand why he is saying that, uh, because then that would paint the picture of a guy who was a prude, who would never be comfortable uh, groping a woman or, or uh, you know, trying to force himself on a woman because that's not who he was. And I understand that's why he said that. But that's not a denial about what happened, according right. to Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, he didn't even admit to underage drinking in this interview. He said something to the effect of, yeah, we did have drinking in high school because when we were seniors, the drinking age was 18. So we may have had a couple of beers. Like, he's not even admitting to underage drinking in this interview. He's not admitting to not washing his face and brushing his teeth last night. Like, he is not admitting to one misdeed. There is uh, some pushback as well. You know there was underage drinking at that prep school. You know they were drinking before they were 18. What school wasn't there some sort of underage drinking in some capacity? Um, I mentioned this. I made sort of an offhanded comment on uh, yesterday when I was talking about the Ronan Farrow story that, that showed up in The New Yorker. This is about the second woman where Deborah Ramirez, the second woman claiming that she exposed uh, sorry, that he, Brett Kavanaugh, exposed himself to her uh, and she accidentally touched it while she was pushing him away. One of the things I said was, hey, at least Ronan Farrow went through and called uh, some of the people who Deborah Ramirez says was in the room with her. And the thing is, when you read through that article, it's very clear there was nobody there to basically back up what she said. There were people that they named in one instance who said they heard about something about maybe a party about a guy who did a thing and it might have been Brett Kavanaugh, but no one who was there who could corroborate her story specifically. Uh, And that the New York Times, the New York Times was also sniffing around this story. Uh, The Times said that Ramirez was contacting former classmates to see if they remembered this alleged incident. And some, uh, some told her, uh, that she wasn't – sorry, she told some of them she wasn't even sure it was Brett Kavanaugh. So the New York Times didn't run with the story. It was the New Yorker in Ronan Farrow. So that's getting a lot of pushback as well because even though he did his due diligence in terms of contacting other witnesses, he ran with her story without any sort of corroborating evidence. I find it's interesting in this Brett Kavanaugh Fox News interview – that he is so emphatically a choir boy and and was, did no wrong when his friend, the friend that has been brought up with with this story, um, is it Mark Judge? Yeah. Mark Judge wrote a memoir a handful of years ago about how wasted they used to get. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh is uh, is is characterized in the memoir using a, a play on his name. Yeah, instead that of they Brett used to Kavanaugh, get, it's like Pat. Oh, Kavanaugh. Right. Like they used to get blackout drunk all the time in high school. And Brett Kavanaugh goes on Fox News and says, we may have had a couple of beers when we were seniors and the legal drinking age was 18. It's just disingenuous to me. It's just you're lying. So I think what you're saying is you 
if he wanted to be believed yes. in this interview, you admit. Yeah, we drank way too much in high school. We were idiots. But then, but then if he says that, then he can't say emphatically, I wasn't there. I didn't do it. Because when you say, oh, I'm a, a blackout drunk, there's a lot that you don't remember. So right. the interviewer at that point would say, well, if you drank that much, isn't there a chance you didn't remember doing this? This interview that he did with Fox was clearly a practice run uh, for whatever he's about to say to the Senate Judiciary Committee. I mean, this is clearly He's not a, giving an inch. Not at all. I mean, he's going to stick with this virgin story and he's going to stick with the I didn't drink until whatever age it was, which is fine. I mean, that's his right to do. He's got every he's up there defending what he believes is his reputation, it's his family's reputation. And if it's, he's going to lie through it, then that's what he's going to do. That is the thing. You can, what, are, what is the expectation? I mean, I, I agree with you that, that it seems like that's a stretch to think that a guy in an all-boys prep school in, in uh, Maryland in the early 80s didn't tip back a couple of beers with some buddies before he was 18 years old. But at the same time, you can't give an inch. You can't. You can't give an issue. Okay, so the thing is, Thursday is the day that Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and Judge Kavanaugh are set to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee. However, I said this yesterday. I'm not sure that this goes through. I feel like there could be a wrench that gets thrown into the works before Thursday. Uh, I found one of the wrenches that may potentially be thrown into the works. It came in the form of a letter to Chuck Grassley, this, the Judiciary Committee chairman, late last night. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back. Also, the president with a strong reaction to the second accuser, the second Kavanaugh accuser this morning. We'll get into that as well. But don't there- forget, news and brews tomorrow. It's tomorrow. We'll talk about that, too. Oh, okay. Gary and Shannon, if you're looking to win some money, listen up. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. And remember, answer the phone even if it's from a number you don't recognize. That's how you win. Your next chance to win is next hour between uh, maybe 5 after the hour to 20 after the hour. You have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, Monday through Friday, from 5 a.m. to 6.20 p.m. right here on KFI. Bottom of this hour is when uh, we are going to be paying attention to what's going on in Pennsylvania. The judge in the Bill Cosby case is going to unveil the sentencing uh, for Cosby. We'll talk about that. Also, the president's speech to the U.N. General Assembly today. But we're talking about um, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Republicans have hired a female attorney to handle questioning during this week's hearing with Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh. Attorney's name has not been released, but the hire was confirmed by a Republican aide to the committee who was not authorized to speak publicly. So take uh, from that what you will. But you were talking about how there could be a wrench thrown in to delay this thing. Yeah, one of the things that they have been, they being uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's attorneys, is they, for example, don't want an outside attorney to do the questioning. They don't want this to turn into a criminal investigation. They want this to be in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee for a couple of reasons. Well, like I said, they don't want it to be a criminal thing. But second... Democrats have been telling them if you get a bunch of old, fat, white guys up there questioning you about your sexual behavior, the optics of that 
are horrible. They had to get a woman. They had to. So they have to get a woman. The, the Senate Judiciary Committee, the Republicans on the committee, have to get somebody else to handle the questioning here. Um, in a message that was sent to Chuck Grassley late last night, he's the Judiciary Committee chairman, Dr. Ford's attorneys took issue with the plans for the outside counsel. And they took issue with uh, Mitch McConnell's speech on the Senate floor yesterday. We have a fair and open hearing scheduled for Thursday. Dr. Ford will be able to state her allegation under oath, and Judge Kavanaugh will be able to respond. Now, Mitch McConnell, in that speech, described all of this as a smear campaign. So in the letter, Michael Bromwich, one of the attorneys for Dr. Ford, says, we're finding it difficult to reconcile your letter uh, with the majority leader's speech this afternoon. As Dr. Blasey Ford has been clear since her experience was first made public, she came forward because she believes it is her civic duty to tell the truth about the sexual assault she experienced. You said in your letter that you intend to provide a fair and credible process, yet earlier today, the majority leader dismissed Ford's experience as a smear campaign, claiming mistakenly that the witness statements to the committee constitute a complete lack of evidence, implying that there has been a thorough investigation. So this isn't necessarily the wrench that will derail the hearing from Thursday, but it is a part of a wrench, perhaps. It's the latest twist in these talks between the Judiciary Committee and Dr. Ford's attorneys trying to figure out exactly how they're going to do this. Remember, first of all, they wanted to do it on Monday. She couldn't do it on Monday, partly because she didn't like planes. Uh, The other thing is she didn't want to go first. She wanted Judge Kavanaugh to go first, which makes zero sense at all because he doesn't know at that point what he's replying to. What are the allegations against him? The committee has offered for her to share her testimony in public or in private. Or over the phone. He is. Or in California. He is jumping out of his seat to testify. Yes. He, um, for a number of reasons, but of course, hoping that this goes away, that that they testify. He denied, denied, denies everything. He denies uh, all misconduct ever in his whole life. And then they make a quick vote and he's in. Constitutional law experts are saying it's, it's about a 50-50 chance he gets confirmed at this point, considering all of this. And I think the longest – I'm not even sure that the performance on Thursday and performance it truly is, uh, I don't know if it matters. I, I don't know because you – What more are we going to hear from them both? We heard – what we saw last night on that Fox News interview with the judge and his wife there is a preview of what we'll see in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. It all hinges on her. On Dr. Ford? Yes. If she's buttoned up, incredible, and believable. What he says makes no difference, I don't think. Because, you know, you saw him on, on Fox News, and you know what that's going to look like. Right. Doesn't change my mind one way or another. She is the wild card in this, I think, because you don't know how she acts in I public. Do- you don't know what her presentation exactly. is. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like Amber Fry, right? You know, everyone makes a accusation. Or, 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 with a woman, it's just different, you know? They're, unfortunately, it's a double standard. But, you know, I don't like... His, in in his interview, his refusal to say he doesn't remember anything. What this do you is mean? 30, how many years 36. ago? 36. 36 years ago. How are you so sure that you weren't at a party in a home in that area the whole summer? I mean, you asked me uh, three summers ago if I was at a party in Pasadena, maybe, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, how are you that sure? I don't know. But then again, do you ask the same thing of her? 
How are you that sure? Because when you're assaulted, you remember that moment. Right. But, if you're but, whipping your penis out or, or groping people, you're not going to remember that, especially if you're half in the bag or all in the, the bag. Deborah Ramirez is an example. She was calling other classmates to ask them, was it Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, that's a separate story. The, True. And she's not, you know, if she's not involved on Thursday at all, I mean, I right. don't know of any other witnesses that are supposed to be called. But right. But there's, a, I mean, it, it's it's a... Oddly uh, squishy thing, the fact that it took place 36 years ago. Yes. So it's... On, on both accounts. Yeah. All right. Hey, news and brews. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be live at Wicks Brewing Company doing the show uh, in Riverside. Hello, Riverside. By the way, we got word from Wicks Brewing Company that not only are they opening their kitchen early... Uh, for their great tots, try the sriracha blue. We're getting the sriracha tots. Four dollar micheladas, mimosas, and shandies. Come on. Yeah, you can't start drinking. That's the sound at, of at me 10 falling. Ten a.m. Ten a.m. I'll be there long before that. <laughs> the show starts at ten a.m. Um, also, when you bring an electricity bill over a hundred bucks with six months usage history, Solar Max is going to buy your first drink. It will come in that cool Wicks Brewing Company glass. We're going to have an absolute blast out there tomorrow at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. Trump at the U.N. When we come back, he got a reaction that he was not prepared for, but handled it pretty well. I don't want to know, no, 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 who's taking you home, 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 and loving you so, 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 the way I used to love you, no, I don't want to know, no, 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 who's taking you home, 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 and loving you so, so, I think you'd be a good accountability coach. That's <laughs> why I'm telling you this. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff. Not only tomorrow, our news and brews at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. Come on out and say hi. We have a chance for you to win $1,000 next hour. Let me also tell you about the Wiggle Waggle Walk at Brookside Park this Sunday. Well, tell me more about oh, it. What is the Wiggle Waggle Walk? All of the Wake Up Call crew is going to be there at the Wiggle Waggle Walk mm. at Brookside Park of the Rose Bowl this Sunday, raising money for the Pasadena Humane Society. You don't actually have to wiggle waggle when I say this. I like it. The team has a goal of $1,500 right now. They're at 1000 bucks and change. Is it a walk with your pets? I think so. That's why it's the Wiggle Waggle. Go for more information to KFIAM640.com. Humans the wiggle and wake pets waggle. I wouldn't take my dog. You wouldn't? Your no. dog doesn't seem to be. He's not a fan of other dogs. Right. Unless we found this out. Unless it's another Scottish Terrier. Wow. Those are the only other dogs that he doesn't go after super aggressively. I know. It's crazy. Um, we're waiting for the sentencing out of Norristown, Pennsylvania of Bill Cosby. And we'll talk more about that in the next segment. We've been telling you about uh, the upcoming, it appears, hearing on Thursday in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee between Judge Brad Kavanaugh and the woman who has accused him of sexual assault from 36 years ago, Judge um, Judge Kavanaugh? Christine Blasey Ford. That's what I'm thinking of. Judge Ford. Sorry. No, Dr. Kavanaugh, Dr. Ford. Think about Westworld. Got it. Always go back to Westworld. It will lead you on, down the right path. Uh, president spoke today at the U.N. General Assembly. Yeah, um, it, uh, you know, he speaks in superlatives. Uh, whether it's a hurricane, it's the wettest. Whether it's the economy, it's the best. The most. The everything is a superlative. So he did that today in front of the U.N. And the reaction he got 
was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, if you heard this earlier on Handle, the beginning of the speech was about his experience in the White House. My administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. <laughs> I love that line. I liked the way that he took that. Yes. Instead of saying, why are you laughing at me? It really is the best. Yeah. It is really the greatest administration. Uh, he, he kind of he kind of made light with himself there. Uh, he knows. Kind of, he knows his shtick? I, yes, I think he knows. Okay. Uh, I, and, I mean, you could bang the guy for all kinds of stuff, but, I mean... I don't know what the expectation. Of course, he was going to get up there and say, we've done, I've done, this is the best it's been. Um, Especially when you take into context the entire speech that he gave, because he talked about having the strongest foreign relation friendships with specific countries. I mean, you know, our historic allies. And uh, they are very strong and they are going to endure whether or not the leaders of those countries like Donald Trump as the president. That doesn't matter. Those relationships with those countries are going to endure. He went after, though, he went after places like China and the trade imbalance we have with them. I have great respect and affection for my friend, President Xi. But I have made clear our trade imbalance is just not acceptable. He also went after um, Iran and... Iran's leaders sow chaos, death, and destruction. They do not respect their neighbors or borders or the sovereign rights of nations. He also talked about immigration, but specifically in the global word, you can't say immigration. That's a bad word. So he used the term migration. Iran, as we see in Jordan, the most compassionate policy is to place refugees as close to their homes as possible to ease their eventual return to be part of the rebuilding process. Um, this was just as impactful, perhaps, as last year's speech when he referred to Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man. Um, and he gave sort of an update on the, the quest for peace with North Korea. With support from many countries here today, we have engaged with North Korea to replace the specter of conflict with a bold and new push for peace. They also make a big point out of saying that the the speech had to be delayed by 24 minutes because he stopped to answer questions from reporters so that the U.N. had to shift its entire schedule. Oh, yeah, like he's the only leader that's ever screwed up the schedule at the U.N.? Right. Come on. Please. I'm sure it happens every time. Um, we are standing by eyes on Norristown, Pennsylvania, as the judge is in chambers to decide Bill Cosby's fate. We'll tell you all the latest. What's going to happen next? what we can expect when we come back. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. It is one hit wonder day on the Gary and Shannon show. One hit wonder Tuesday has begun. We jacked it from iHeartRadio because it's one, heart, one hit wonder day. I mean, we can jack it from our own company, right? 
Sure. Why not? I don't know why not. We do have One Hit Wonder Radio, though, on the iHeartRadio app. Right. But why Why? Why would you go there when you can listen to this show and hear One Hit Wonders I agree. all day long? Excellent point. And news and information. A little bit later, we're going to revisit the stories uh, around Brett Kavanaugh, the women who have accused him of sexual improprieties or assault, depending on how you look at it, because um, now there's a, another one. And if you're a fan of Michael Avenatti, and can I get it? I'm sorry, anybody, who is, is a, fan a fan of Michael Avenatti? No. You know, nobody is a fan. There's one of Michael person, Avenatti. and it's Michael Avenatti. This guy is a, this guy is a ridiculous. Uh, there are few lawyers that make you feel clean. Well, no, I I know some good lawyers, but there are few lawyers who bring with them just the absolute appearance of dirt baggery that this guy has. <laughs> yes. I mean, to a new level. But he says he has a third person, uh, a woman who will accuse uh, Judge Kavanaugh of sexual assault to the point where they may file charges. That's what he was saying last night on a couple of different interviews. And that she's a, a government worker with very high security clearances, which I assume means that he believes her story more so than others. And I don't know about that. I feel like somebody who's been entrenched in government their whole life may have more skin in the game for an accusation. That will affect They would be more willing government. to put it out there for politics. Exactly. Well, the judge in the Bill Cosby case has gone into his chambers to weigh what will Bill Cosby's punishment be for that sexual assault of Andrea Constand back in 2004. The judge, Stephen O'Neill, says he'll announce the sentence any time now. Said uh, He announced it at 1.30, which was about 21 minutes ago. Prosecutors are asking for five to ten years in prison, the defense wants house arrest, uh, but the DA says the sentencing rules don't allow house arrest. So there's that. Oh, uh, Bill Cosby is back inside the courthouse now, and so this could this could happen at any time. Of course, he was found guilty in April of drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea at his home. So we will see. She had her victim impact statement read today. This is the um, this is one that he just gave us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the impact victim uh, victim impact statement. They're very hard to take. If you've ever sat through a sentencing, I don't think I've ever seen. I've never witnessed one in a sexual assault trial. I've always seen them in murder trials. Yeah, murder trials, multiple murder trials are mm-hmm. really tough because then you've got several families that get up there and describe their heartbreak in detail. A lot of tears, a lot of emotion. It's it's really excruciating to to witness. But yeah, she spoke in court today for just two minutes today, saying the the jury heard me, Mr. Cosby heard me. Now all I'm asking for is justice as the court sees fit. She says to truly understand the impact that sexual assault has had on my life, you have to understand the person that I was before it happened. At the time of the assault, I was 30 years old, a fit confident athlete i was strong skilled great reflexes agility and speed now the thing with andrea constant that was different for me was the fact that all of the women what more than 60 women or something eventually came out right uh it it was always like it was consensual right well andrea constant is a lesbian so there's no way in hell that was consensual you know you can't make that argument in this case she also in this victim impact statement described the ongoing impact, since that's why you do it, uh, of what the assault did to her. And she talks about having gone through the original uh, report where the 
case was not brought to trial. Then it was then brought to trial. The case was closed with a settlement, sealed testimony, non-disclosure agreement. She thought she could get on with the attack. She, or, or, Sorry, she could get on with her life after the attack and saw that there were still people going after her. She said, I have often asked myself why the burden of being the sole witness in two criminal trials had to fall to me. The pressure was enormous. I knew that how my testimony was perceived would have an impact on every member of the jury and on the future mental and emotional well-being of every sexual victim who came before me. And she said, but I had to testify. She said, Bill Cosby took my beautiful, healthy, young spirit and crushed it. He robbed me of my health and vitality, my open nature, and my trust in myself and others. I've never been married. I have no partner. I live alone. My dogs are constant companions. And the members of my immediate family are my closest friends. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if much about her personality before the times that she met uh, with Bill Cosby, and but, but before he raped her. But I wonder if th- that is an impact directly related to the assault that she suffered at this guy's hands. You know, right. that she couldn't open up her life. She couldn't have an emotional connection to people uh, outside of her immediate family. So... Uh, she said that her, she lives now for her life as a therapeutic massage practi- practitioner. I like knowing that I can help relieve pain and suffering in others. I know that it helps heal me, too. And I no longer try to play basketball, but I try to stay fit. So we will let you know what the judge decides for Bill Cosby. Again, five to ten years in prison is what the prosecutors asked for. Defense wants house arrest, but prosecutor claiming that that is not an option for sentencing um, with this crime. So we shall see. Hey, tomorrow, guys, tomorrow is the day you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to call the boss. We hope. Right. God willing. <laughs> and you're going to call the boss and you're going to say, hey, I uh, I made a bad move. Last night I, I stopped for uh, Korean barbecue and it was good, but I ate a lot. And then I got home and, and my girlfriend, she wanted to go get tacos and we had to go get tacos and I had some of those. And man, the the combination is not gelling with my body. And the hot dog at uh, the, the gas station on the way home was probably icing on the worst cake ever. Actually, 7-Eleven does a nice hot dog, if I remember correctly, from, from Chico. You're on your own. I do like a nice chili dog. From 7-Eleven. Yeah. Tomorrow is our news and brews at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. Fake your illness. Fake your illness. That's you got you, you got to lie. Because, listen, if you've been out to our news and brews, you know that it's just a party. It is so much fun. And it's in the middle of the week. And it already feels like we've had three Mondays. So what better way to, to get the weekend going than to start it on Wednesday. Wicks Brewing Company is going to open their kitchen early so you can have some food as well to wash down the beer that you're going to be having. $4 micheladas, mimosas, and shandies to open the day. And don't forget, when you bring an electricity bill over 100 bucks with uh, some six months of usage history, Solar Max, our friends at Solar Max, are going to buy you your first drink in a Wicks Brewing Company glass. All right, coming up after Julie's news, the guy that beat to death two homeless men and left a couple more in critical condition is also wanted in Texas. What a bad dude. We'll tell you all the details when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? 
Gary and Shannon. Juwan, you don't have to play this stuff just because Nick says yeah, to play Yeah, Nick's it. been dying to hear this yeah. song. Yeah, pump it up a little bit. It is One Hit Wonder Tuesday here at Gary and Shannon. Bill Cosby will go to state prison, guys. The judge says prison is in Cosby's fate, but he has not announced the length of the sentence. Uh, No cameras in the courtroom, so the only view we have is of uh, court law enforcement officers standing outside the courtroom in Norristown, Pennsylvania, just, just leaning up against the wall, waiting for everybody to come out. A lot so. of uh, hurry up and waiting, a lot of leaning around that goes on in courthouses. Yeah. Um, a little bit later, in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to revisit the story about Brett Kavanaugh because Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and Judge Kavanaugh are due to uh, make statements, answer questions, et cetera, in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday. But there was a letter that went to Chuck Grassley, the chairman of that committee, late last night where the attorneys for Dr. Ford are saying, well, we're not sure that we're going to go through with this because you guys insist on bringing in outside counsel to question the doctor, and we would just rather have the senators do this since it's not an actual criminal proceeding. So we'll see if that goes on. Also, that story out of Ohio, a massacre of an Ohio family, six adults and one teenager, and it appears it may have been a professional hit, according to people who've looked at the medical records. Well, the man that police say pummeled homeless men with a baseball bat in downtown L.A. last week, killing two guys and critically injuring another, was caught by police in Santa Monica after going after another guy there yesterday morning. His name's Ramon Escobar. He's 47. He was arrested about 7.30 yesterday morning. And now police say that he may be connected to the disappearance of two of his own family members in Houston. Two siblings disappeared from the Houston area last month. Rogelio and Dinah Escobar went missing in August within days of each other. First, Rogelio disappeared, then Dinah, when she went to go look for her brother. Investigators on the track there found a burned-out vehicle on a beach in Galveston that's connected to the sister, Dinah. So they, I mean, you could imagine that a burned-out Chevy Uplander uh, is probably a good clue that foul play was suspected. They did find her charred remains. I'm sorry, they did find the remains of the van, like you said, And now they're saying that they want to talk to this guy, Ramon Escobar, in the disappearances of his aunt and uncle. Family members there in Houston say they have not heard from Ramon since the disappearances. And here you go. They say he did stop taking medication for mental illness around that time. So strange. That's unusual, isn't it? Uh, He was arrested early yesterday morning, right before uh, 730. Santa Monica police were responding to an attack on another homeless man there on 7th Street. The victim in that case is still unconscious, still listed in critical condition. And they're saying that the just the conditions, the M.O. of that case bore resemblance to the others that have uh, been shaking the homeless community in the last several weeks. Well, and there's three other cases in Santa Monica of men being assaulted and suffering this blunt force trauma that they have not been able to solve. One of those victims died, and now Santa Monica's looking at this guy for those as well. First attack happening September 8th 
uh, on Santa Monica Beach. A homeless man attacked while he was asleep. He's been released from the hospital. Second attack in Santa Monica two days later. Again, a homeless guy sleeping on the beach is attacked. He's still in critical condition from the blunt force trauma. And then on September 20th, just 10 days later, a man who's sleeping under the pier was found uh, suffering from this as well. And, and he died and, and no witnesses. But so this guy could have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different attacks, uh, not counting his aunt and uncle in Houston. The weird part about the last one that you mentioned under the Santa Monica Pier is they're talking about um, that person. I mean, whoever's been going around beating up homeless people in Santa Monica, it, it appears that it's the same person. But they said because they don't have a surveillance video and there were no witnesses that it would make it harder to connect to the other three the hardest to connect to um, to this suspect. But it's clear this guy's this guy's off. Uh, he's gone. He's going to be charged probably with the murders in Houston as well. So there's nothing. I mean, it's amazing that they were able to get this guy and get him off the street before he killed again. They were worried at one point that the attacks were racially motivated. Um, well, all because the, all the victims were black men? In downtown area. I don't know about the Santa Monica guys. Hmm. But... Uh, clearly, this is a mental illness problem. Yeah. Hey, uh, one of the things that we're doing is we're giving you a chance to win $1,000. We'll tell you how you can win that coming up. But I also want to remind you about Conway's birthday party coming up at Morongo. The fourth annual Tim Conway Jr. birthday bash coming up Saturday, October 6th. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Five Night Club at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. You hang out with Conway and the whole crew, plus... Some of your favorite KFI hosts and personalities will be there. It's going to be a band. They're going to have an improv group, tacos and tequila, of course, with the delicious food. Super cool prizes. And what they're saying are exclusive Conway show souvenirs. Hmm. Have any idea what that is? I don't know. A fireball? I don't know. Fireball. That's right. We're not doing fireball shots. Free to come. We space are is not limited. doing any fireball shots on <laughs> Conway's birthday. So you need to sign up right away. I'm getting it out there right now. Uh, but they will confirm your reservation if you sign up. KFI, go to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Conway. No matter how much you try to convince me, we are not doing any fireball shots. Smash cut to on stage an entire gallon of fireball. Look, look, look. Morongo, good times. $1,000 coming up. Gary and Shannon here with breaking news. Bill Cosby, as you heard Julie said, sentenced to three to ten years in state prison for that assault on Andrea Constant at his home back in 2004. As as we talked about earlier, it looks like we had all speculated about, oh, is it going to be home arrest? He doesn't have any priors. He's 81. He's blind. All of this. But apparently prosecutors said that home arrest was not even an option on the table for sentencing, that there was going to be some prison term. And now we hear from the judge three to 10 years in state prison. Yeah, the the crime itself carried the maximum of 10 years. Pennsylvania sentencing guidelines provided that range of 22 to 36 months. The length of the sentence can go up an additional year for some aggravated circumstances. Um, the The judge did announce just a few minutes before giving the length of the sentence, just specifically that he would go to state prison. Um, He was, uh, however, all smiles when he showed up into the courtroom today, even though the judge ruled that he would be classified a sexually violent predator. Yeah, the smiling was eerie and creepy as he walked into court. He's been he was convicted five months ago of uh, drugging and molesting the woman. 
And it really was the first celebrity trial of the Me Too era. And with prosecutors seeking a sentence of five to 10 years in prison. And it's kind of odd the way that this has come down with the ruling being three to 10 years in prison. I mean, that's there's a lot of give there between three and 10 years. Uh, he did not make a statement in court today. Bill Cosby did not. He sat back in his chair his head on the headrest as the sentence was read. There were no cameras inside. There were some reporters there that were able to to paint that picture for us. But yeah, the um, the judge Stephen O'Neill sentenced Cosby today, ending this two day hearing that was attended by about a dozen women who were accusing him of sexual assault, including uh, Andrea Constand, um, who he was convicted of assaulting in his home in Philadelphia back in 2004. She had a victim impact statement today, um, a letter that was read to the court. And in it, she said she couldn't talk, eat, sleep or socialize after Cosby assaulted her back in 2004. She added the psychological, emotional and financial bullying included a slander campaign in the media that left my entire family reeling in shock and disbelief. She also described the time right after the assault took place while she still had to work with Cosby in the athletic department at Temple University where she was a basketball coach. Could you imagine the anxiety that you would feel? Well, listen to the way she describes it, that anxiety. The sound of his voice over the phone felt like a knife going through my guts. The sight of the man who drugged and sexually assaulted me coming into the basketball office filled me with dread. It was quite the scene outside the Montgomery County Courthouse in suburban Philadelphia this morning. A rainy day. This was the second day of the sentencing hearing. As we mentioned, he was smiling and nodded as he walked by some supporters. Okay, I'm going to pull the car over really quick. Some supporters, people supporting this man, where 60 women have come forward and say he drugged and raped me. People still supporting Harvey Weinstein, too. Who is supporting Harvey I'm, I'm Weinstein? I'm not saying there's a lot of them, but there are people out there who feel like this is a, a way to tear down a guy who was successful. I don't That's know. That's disgusting. They're, they're um, not mentally stable, but uh, but there are people out there who do support him. Yeah, apparently one guy uh, shouted to him, keep your head up, Bill. Good Lord. A protester was there yelling justice for women. Uh, the final countdown was played on a speaker blowing bubbles. Uh, this is like Michael Jackson trial stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it really it really does shake the nut tree when a celebrity goes on trial. All, all sorts of people show up for this thing. Uh, so to recap, Cosby sentenced to three to ten years in state prison. One of the announcements today was that uh, he was going to be deemed a sexually violent predator. And in Pennsylvania, that defines a person with such a designation as a mental abnormality or a personality disorder that makes that person likely to engage in predatory, sexually violent offenses. Do you think that a judge would make the same ruling if this wasn't Bill Cosby and wasn't the first celebrity Me Too movement trial? That a judge would come to the same conclusion with an 81-year-old blind man convicted of a sexual assault 14 years ago. I, th- I think that do you think this is a referendum on, on what we're going to see in terms of tolerance for this kind of stuff? I that's a good question. I don't know, because if if I mean, remember, this was the second trial. The first one ended in a mistrial. So this is why wouldn't that have been the case the first time around? Um, but 
unless there were more people, like you said, just somebody got got on the jury that was going to be supportive of him regardless of what happened. Hey, USA Today actually talked to some of these supporters. Oh, boy. Uh, here's one. Marianne Tokerchik. She was there as a Cosby supporter. She says, I see they're trying to give him prison time. It's not fair to Bill, but what can you do? That's the justice system. Marianne, it's not fair to Bill. Was it fair to the 60 women that he slipped quaaludes to and then assaulted? Was it uh, was it fair for that woman to wake up and see him in the robe? Uh, I, I, I'm going through some of the details. It's hard to remember the details of the Bill Cosby rapes and assaults because since then there have been so many other stories yeah. of guys whipping out their 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 stuff. Plus, there were so many stories. I mean, this, so was, many. There were so 60 many. plus women who accused him of this stuff. Uh, let's see here. Tony Abbery, 61 years old, is another Cosby supporter, saying, "I think they should." Let him go and put him on house arrest or just set him free and let him go. They're going over what happened in 2004. Here it is 2018. Why can't they just let the past go and let the man be at peace? What the hell? God, that is really the underbelly, isn't it? Why can't they just let the past go? You could kill somebody in 2004, but in 2018, eh, water under the bridge. Uh, You know, everybody has a past, perhaps. Maybe that's what they're saying. Uh, The prosecutor in this case... Um, I, I was talking about that sexually violent predator designation. So it means that Cosby is going to have to uh, register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. He'll be subject to the most stringent requirements a sex offender can incur. And at one point, they actually said, uh, Cosby interrupted the prosecutor with the question and said, if I went from the city to another city, even if it's just overnight, do I have to get in touch with the state police? And he said, listen, why don't you just uh, ask your attorneys? They know all about what sex offenders have to do. I'm seeing now some of the quotes that the judge said to Bill Cosby, saying this was a serious crime. Mr. Cosby, this has all circled back to you. The day has come. The time has come. He said, I'm not permitted to treat him any differently based on who he is or who he was, adding as Andrea Constance said, Mr. Cosby, you took her beautiful, healthy, young spirit and crushed it. I heard the very clear impact on your life, he said, as he looked at Andrea Constant. Again, he's going to serve three to ten years in a state prison in Pennsylvania. De- bail denied, obviously. If he serves a full term, he'll be 91 when he's when he's released. Yeah, I don't know. Wayne Resnick uh, has joined us. Wayne knows how federal courts work and... and not that this is, but uh, th- good point. I know about a thing that this isn't. <laughs> three, three, sorry, uh, I, you surprised me. But, uh, three to ten years is quite the range. Why, why, why is it? Well, Pennsylvania, down that way? Pennsylvania has this. Uh, they call it indeterminate sentencing, and it's designed to give judges as much flexibility as you can. Okay. So here, the ten, the ten is the most that he could have gotten. Do you remember he had three counts of sexual assault, which they agreed to merge and basically into one thing because it all arose from one incident, these three counts. So each count has 10 years, but once you merge them, your total package is 10 years. So the judge said, look, I'm going to basically let the parole system, if they deem it necessary, I'm going to let them hold you up to the full 10 years. If that's So they the way could it goes. decide it would be concurrent. Well, it is technically. It's 10 years on each count served concurrently. Okay. Um, well, 
but he set the but. So to me, the, the ten is interesting because it means he was not looking to protect Bill Cosby from possibly spending the next ten years of his life in prison. So there's a secondary thing that comes out of this sentencing. Then is this determination of whether or not he'll go for the full ten? Yeah. Now the three means he's definitely in for three. Right. The judge could have gone two to ten, one to ten. Uh, the only rule in Pennsylvania, I think, is the top has to be at least twice as much as the bottom. So if you start with two, right. you've got to at least go up to four. four. Other than that, the judge can set that range however they want. So he wants him, and we knew there was a 24-month uh, trigger point where he would have to go to real prison, not a county jail. So we know the judge said, you are going to an actual real honest-to-God prison. You're not going to serve a sentence in county jail. And I'm going to leave open the possibility that you do spend 10 years in prison. Beyond that, it's now out of the judge's hands how long he actually serves. So what happens next? Well, he's not going to be eligible for parole for three years. Period. Correct. Even good behavior or anything like that's not necessarily going to count in this. Uh, Even if he doesn't drug and rape one person when he's inside. Well, that may factor into when the parole board determines we think you're ready to be released. Yes. Uh, It doesn't translate into an actual like every day that you don't drug and rape somebody, you get one day of credit for. No, it doesn't work. Got it. Wayne, thank you. Sure. Uh, All right. Well, we're standing by again. There were no cameras in the courtroom, but we're expecting attorneys probably from both sides, both the prosecutor and the defense attorneys to make some statements. And uh, when they do, we'll make sure that uh, that we get those comments and bring them to you. But again, Bill Cosby sentenced to between three and 10 years in state prison uh, for, for drugging and raping Andrea Constant. Before we get to news, we have a thousand bucks. We want to give away your shot at $1,000. Now text the keyword luck to 200, 200. You'll get a text confirming entry. Plus iHeartRadio info standard data and messaging rates apply. That's luck. To 200-200. Got to answer that phone because if you win, they'll call you, probably from a number you don't recognize unless you have like a million phone numbers memorized. If you don't answer, they'll move on to somebody who will answer. And if you don't win, don't worry. Next hour, there's another chance for you to win $1,000. In fact, we're giving away 1000 bucks an hour from 5 in the morning with Jonesy and Wake Up Call all the way through that first hour of the Conway Show, Monday through Friday. Gary and Shannon. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. Oh, man. I, you are not the first person to pull a muscle. No, it wasn't that. I kicked my microphone cord because oh. I was kung fu fighting right into my face. And it hit me like <laughs> because I Because I was kung fu fighting. <laughs> well, I have to paint the picture. Right, yes, because everyone needs to see you do that. Easy. We're all waiting for that. Easy. And the big story, at least right now, until something comes out of Washington, D.C., uh, is that uh, Bill Cosby has been sentenced to three to ten years in Pennsylvania State Prison uh, for sexually assaulting entry, drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constand uh, 14 years ago. And, uh, yes, there were plenty of people who were there to support him, 
and they're all dummies uh, saying things like, ah, he's just an old man. Let him go. Cosby declined the opportunity to speak before the sentence came down. Afterward, he sat, chatted with his spokesperson and a lawyer seemed to be in good spirits. According to reporters who were there, his wife, Camille, not in court. Hmm. Andrea Constant, the woman he assaulted, smiled upon hearing the punishment, uh, was greeted by hugs by other people in the courtroom. Cosby's lawyers asking that he be allowed to remain free on bail, but the judge said no, actually appeared incredulous over the over the request. And he said, I'm not going to be treating this celebrity different from anybody else. Calling him today before the sentencing a sexually violent predator. We'll stay on top of that, bring you any statements from the attorneys when they do approach uh, what I'm assuming they've got a podium outside the courthouse per usual. So we'll take you there live when that happens. Do you hear about this uh, postal service worker? Yeah. In Woodland Hills? It's a hard story to read, but yeah. Coroners have put out a report. She died in, in July 6th, but they're just now putting out a, 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 a report of how she died. Her name's Peggy Frank. She's 63. And they say she died of hyperthermia, abnormally high body temperature caused by the failure of the body to deal with the heat coming from the environment. It was 117 degrees in Woodland Hills on that day, July 6th. This doesn't you, 117 is hot. Give you that. And uh, being a postal carrier, I mean, you're in and out of the truck uh, off and on, walking to people's homes and delivering mail. So you're physically active, although you're not running a marathon. Uh, it still can be taxing on the body. The, I assumed that there was going to be something else that was going on with Peggy's health. There was. Yeah, she had uh, she had an obesity issue as well as heart disease, that, which can help can hinder your ability to regulate uh, your body temperature. She died on the first day back to work after she took medical leave for about three months because of a broken ankle. She right. was found unresponsive while seated in her postal vehicle by a coworker. This was on Calderon Road. There was a, a mail carrier in Independence, Missouri, a few years back, collapsed while working on his route, decide, uh, died as a result of exposure to excessive heat. And an OSHA investigation found that the Postal Service didn't even have procedures in place to address worker concerns during times of excessive heat. I just assumed that there was always an, uh, an understanding that if you're working outside, even if it's a super hot day, you want to take a break, you take a break. Yeah, but you know it's it's more than that. It's it's you got to take a, a break in air conditioned vehicle. Uh, she did not have air conditioning in her truck, in her mail truck. Now that's a problem for the postal service. If I'm her family, despite those underlying conditions, I, I, that's worth a lawsuit. Well, if nothing else, you get in the postal service's ear and you let them know that if they don't start making changes, other people are going to die, and they will be sued eventually because they don't have air conditioners in their uh, in their postal vehicles. And how do you work in the San Fernando Valley with no air, air conditioning? conditioning? This is not 1930. Remember when Nick's air conditioning went out over the summer? Yeah, and he came into work every day with his red face. Yeah, it was flushed bad. Like, yeah, I think that's was... when his high blood pressure started. I I literally. My it was so hot, I felt cold, and it was so hot, my phone stopped working. See, that's hyperthermia yeah. signs right there. I literally felt cold. I had the shivers. Mm. <laughs> I'm okay though. 
Got it. When we come back, we're going to tell you the story about um, uh, you think your uh, your traffic is bad. I almost said a bad word. <laughs> your traffic is bad. You're a little hot today. You wait, get it? Hyperthermia, hot today. I wasn't doing that on purpose, but you've got you've got some anger issues you're working through. I don't know why. I don't know why. Really? Is there a reason that you just don't want to talk about, or do you really not have a clue as to why? I don't know why that outburst that came out of me a few minutes ago. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, I haven't heard you say that word in that rapid of a secession since. Since yesterday when we were talking about Michael Avenatti. Our next News & Brews is coming up tomorrow. We're going to be at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside, right there on Sterling Avenue. $4 Micheladas, Mimosas, and Shandies. They're going to open the doors early. They're going to open the kitchen early so you can get an early start on lunch. Maybe you just pretend like you had a doctor's appointment and they found a thing and you had to stay at the doctor's office for a while. Or just doctor's office appointments can last a long time. I had you know, to wait you get forever. There, oh, absolutely. You get there oh. at 3 o'clock for your, or, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. for your appointment. And then they leave you waiting there till at least 11, 15. By right. the time the doctor comes in to see you, it's 12, 10, uh, does the exam, and then you've got to go get the prescriptions right. that he prescribes. So you're going to be gone from at least 10 to 2. Well, Carol, why does it smell like you have sriracha blue tots on your mouth? Breath on your mouth. It's because I do. <laughs> Don't forget, you can bring in an electricity bill over a hundred bucks. Six months usage history on that baby, and Solar Max is going to buy you your first drink tomorrow. Come hang out. It's always a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside, ten to two. Do what you have to do. Lie, cheat, steal. Make it there. Gary and Shanna will continue. Shannon. It's One Hit Wonder Tuesday. So the big story today is that, oh boy, what is going on with that? Gloria Allred being escorted down the steps. Uh, where are you looking? Right here at the bottom. Oh, oh, I see. Why, why is, are they? Why are they holding her arms like she can't walk? I don't know. Does she have a physical ailment? No, I think it's of? an arm in arm oh, style. Oh, it's a women. Okay, there now. There's more women doing arms, uh, locking, it. locking elbows. She's probably with other Cosby accusers that she represents. And they're um, having their victorious moment here. Cosby, uh, Bill Cosby, sentenced to three to ten years in state prison for the sexual assault. And God, I just got worried about her a little bit. Of uh, of Andrea Constand, Gloria Allred has uh, just come down some of the courthouse steps with uh, surrounded by looks like about a dozen other women, um, and I I don't know the identity, so I couldn't tell you just by looking at them whether or not they were uh, accusers of his. Is there some sort of podium they're going to go to here? There is. It looks like it's off to the corner there. If there is some comment uh, from some of these people who are involved in this case, we'll bring it to you. But there's um, uh, just an interesting discussion that's going on right now about Bill Cosby. Because he's going to state prison, there's a very good chance he's going right now. And one of the things that they're going to do uh, is obviously take things away from him, his phone, his uh, uh, his belt. She, I mean, they would prepare him to go to an intake center for a state prison immediately. 
And if that's the case, then uh, then he's not coming out. He's he's had his, his jacket taken off, uh, and he's doing the whole blind thing. So he's uh, being led, it looks like, by a couple of people. One of them is a police officer. Um, and I couldn't tell from that shot whether or not his hands have been cuffed in front of him or not. Republican leader Mitch McConnell coming out this hour saying, I'm confident we're going to win and confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. It was interesting earlier. We were in the office and I think it was Nick who said we had we had Fox News on in the office. You were watching that. Nick was on Twitter looking at the president's tweets and the president quoted Rush Limbaugh saying the Republicans, something to the effect of the Republicans are going to be screwed in the midterms if they don't. if they don't confirm confirm Kavanaugh and you said that you had just heard that statement on Fox news. So the president proved that the president's watching Fox news and then tweeting what he's hearing in real time. It was kind of a surreal moment. The discussion itself was whether or not it was appropriate for Rush Limbaugh to have said that. Why does it, what do you mean if it's appropriate? You can say whatever the hell he wants, by the way, he was handcuffed as he walked out of the courtroom there. He did have his hands cuffed. Oh yeah. He's locked up immediately. Uh, there's no there's you know, he doesn't get to go home and get into his robe and then come back in his casual clothes. He I mean, he's locked up right away. Uh, you leave your suit with your wife, sir, and uh, put on this nice jumpsuit. This nice jumpsuit. Do you want to listen in to Gloria Allred at all? Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can pull her up over here. Uh, I think I have the ability to. Of why he decided on the sentence that he was. Imposing. That's not her. No, and no. So we'll, we'll, we're trying to get uh, Gloria Allred and a series of uh, other women that are standing outside the courthouse there in Philadelphia. Nor- sorry, Norristown, Pennsylvania. It's absolutely pouring rain there right now. Um, so they're having a hard time huddling under some uh, umbrellas to get their comments heard. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. No, that's all right. Um, so anyway, this is um, three to ten years for Bill Cosby in Pennsylvania State Prison as a result of the uh, the guilty verdict for sexually assaulting and drugging Andrea Constand some 14 years ago. She was in court today. I don't see her in that uh, in the uh, group of women that's standing around Gloria Allred right now. But there she is. This journey to justice. The court has imposed a three- to five-year term, three years after which he can seek parole. This is a very important day. Judgment Day has come. The court has said that its efforts and its decision was based, were based on the guidelines and the law of Pennsylvania and the protection of the public. That there's an undue risk to the public if he was given probation. And given the gravity of the offense and other factors, this was his sentence. So. We're glad the Judgment Day has finally come for Mr. Cosby. Mr. Cosby has shown no remorse. None. And there, there has been no justice for many of the accusers who were barred from a court by the arbitrary time limits imposed by the statute of limitations. But many of them were brave enough to speak to law enforcement, and some of them were chosen to testify as prior bad act witnesses. So we are very proud of those who cooperated with law enforcement, did what they could do to have a just result. Very quickly, uh, we're going to make a longer statement at the hall. I don't know if you want to say anything about the sentence only and how you feel about it. And then we'll do the victim impact at the hall. This is Shalon Lasha. Shalon is one of my clients. She's 
testified in the criminal case as a prior bad act witness. Go ahead, Sean. Well, as everyone know, I wanted 30 years. Um, but I'm very happy okay. to know that Mr. Cosby will do time in prison, that he is touchable like he touched us unwillingly. This is okay. All right. Good. Thank We've you. got justice. Yeah, All right, we'll, uh, we'll break away from this and bring you more reaction as it comes through. Again, Bill Cosby going away for prison, took his tie off, emptied his pockets, and was handcuffed. He will be put into custody immediately. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. Gary and Shannon. On this uh, Tuesday, September 25th, day before the news and brews, coming up at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. We'll tell you more about that in a bit. A bunch of big stories that uh, that we're talking about, including the bottom of this hour. We're going to get back into uh, Judge Kavanaugh stuff, Rod Rosenstein. We haven't spoken a whole lot about that. His job is on the line probably Thursday when he meets with the president. The new limo the president got. We'll talk about that in Swamp there Watch. There is so much going on. You mean, like, what else is going on? Can't change Time the script, don't you want? I know. I, I, I like to throw a curveball now and again. Bill Cosby will serve three to ten years in state prison in Pennsylvania. Judge has denied him bail. If he serves the full term, he will be 91 when he is released. He was remanded, locked up. According to witnesses in the courthouse, he emptied his pockets, removed his tie, and was taken into custody. His wife was not in the courtroom today. So uh, no, no uh, tearful goodbye there. She read a state. Uh, she there was a, a one of the lawyers for Cosby read a statement. She said was from uh, Camille. Uh, I didn't see much of it, but there was at least a uh, a statement from her. And then an attorney for Cosby said this was Andrew Wyatt, his publicist. I should say, not necessarily his attorney, but his publicist said that Mr. Cosby's doing great. He says he knows God is watching over him. And he knows that these are uh, these lives that everyone has to live. He said, Andrew Wyatt said, this is the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States of America. I guess that's what publicists do. They completely 180 lie. Is that right? I guess so. That is asinine. The woman who was speaking not too long ago was talking about how uh, this was all a conspiracy. Not to mention, it puts down all the other racist, sexist trials right. that our country the has lived through. legitimate racist, right. sexist trials that have been a uh, black eye for this country. Good Lord. But this is not one of them. She went on to say, this attorney went on to say, that she didn't deny what happened to Andrea Constand. She said that the DA and uh, the judge were all part of a long conspiracy to criminalize sexual behavior. It's some, like, weird, bizarre uh, throwing something against the wall to see if it sticks. She said that he will appeal, uh, that Cosby will appeal this because of some specific evidence that apparently was allowed in that should not have been allowed in. TMZ called the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce to ask what's going to happen to Bill Cosby's star on the Walk of Fame. How many times has TMZ (laughs) called the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce to ask that same question? It will stay put. Uh, The Chamber saying once installed, the stars become part of the historic fabric of the Walk of Fame. 
Well, Instagram is in the news today. The co-founders are resigning without any explanation. They announced that they are leaving the service. It was bought by Facebook six years ago for a billion dollars. <laughs> Why are they still working? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to do something. I, I think that if I had to retire with $1.4 billion in the bank, I would still want to pick up a job bagging groceries at Vons or something. Uh, they say they're grateful for the last eight years at Instagram, six years with the Facebook team. We've grown from 13 people to over 1,000 with offices around the world. Wow, what a dream. What a dream come true. We're ready for our next chapter, they said. Uh, they just don't like Mark Zuckerberg, I think, is probably what it boils down to. And is the world ready for another social networking app? Why, yes. Yes, we are. Hey, uh, Will Smith turns 50 today. That's trending. He wants to jump Can't out believe of an airplane. That. Hey, you know what else in celebrity news? There's a new Tupac is Alive conspiracy I have to tell you about because I love a Tupac is Alive conspiracy. I believe that he was alive for way many years. Wasn't it just like two way many days years. ago mm. Eminem said that it was Diddy that killed Tupac? Uh, I did not stay on top of Come that. Come on! What are you, you, didn't even, you didn't know about the beef with Machine Gun Kelly sure, either. Sure, sure. Uh, uh. Michael Nice is the guy who's giving life to the new Tupac is Alive conspiracy theory. He's a British guy, and he says he was working security for the Black Panthers party during the 90s. And he says when the group caught wind of a hit being placed on Tupac, they decided to shield him from danger by getting him out of the country. He says the rapper was injured during that Vegas shooting in September of 96, but they took off. He says it was me, my brother, the pilot, Tupac as the co-pilot, and two Panther guys on the jet. <laughs> we took off immediately, knew we were safe. We felt good. It was like escaping from prison. There were hugs and handshakes when we finally managed to get him to Barbados. Time out. Yeah. Tupac was the co-pilot? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Makes perfect sense. Uh, One of our trending uh, issues today is that it is National One-Hit Wonder Day. So not only do you find the One-Hit Wonder radio on iHeartRadio, I have a list of the greatest One-Hit Wonders, numbers 10 through 1. Um, Juwan, I need some gas go-around music for this one. This is going to be an interesting interesting take here. Mm. Because we've got to figure out if you can name, according to VH1, the top 10... Greatest one-hit wonders. Okay. Uh, I want Juwan to go first, since he's the one who's got to figure it out. Name a one-hit wonder that's on the top ten list. Take on me. Bye. Yes, Ooh. number seven. Uh, sorry, number eight. Take on me by Aha. Ah, 1985. Nick, do you have one? Nick's not in the room. Uh, Blake, then. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I'll go with Kung Fu Fighting. I have no idea. No, that's a bad choice. We're looking for top ten. Uh, Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Um... That's got to be in the top ten. Not in the top ten. That's crap. <laughs> Julie Slater. Almost I need a swore top ten. How about uh, that tub thumping song? Tub thumping. I, you know, I get knocked out. Oh yeah. Oh again. god. I hate not that on the top song. ten. Oh. What about my Sharona? My knack. Sharona by the Knack. Yes. Not on the top ten. Well, what the hell is it? Juwan is the only one who's doing anything any huh. good here. Juwan, you get another what chance. About, what then. about Afro Man? Because I got high. No. Huh. Right, I got one. How about Macarena? Macarena is the number one. Boom. That list is one hit wonder. Listen, I said it was VH1. I'm never listening to them again. Juwan, you have one more chance. Um, Despacito. No, this was, (laughs) I'll I'll say that that may be on there eventually if they redo the list, but this was a list from a couple of years ago. I'm feeling lucky. Can I go again? Sure. How about Tainted Love? Now you looked it up. 
Um, it, it, I looked it up the first time. Pretty obvious. Uh, all right. 90 new, 99 Luft Balloons. Oh, sure, yeah. By Nina. That's a good one. Is number 10. Rico Suave. No. Number 9. There's no way that's number 9. Take on Me was 8. Oh, you have Rico Suave beat out My Sharona? Ice Screw Ice you. Baby Vanilla Ice. Uh, number 6, Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men. Number 5, Mickey by Tony Basil. Basil. Uh, number four, I'm Too Sexy. Number three, Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. And then Tainted Love, Soft Cell, and Macarena by Los Del Rio. That's crap. I'm going to put out my own list. Get on it then. Gary and Shannon, KF. Oh, Tara in the Skies. Oh, $1,000. $1,000 you're going to win. How about you win? How about this? How about you win $1,000 right now? Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Don't forget, you got to answer that phone. If they call you, win. Uh, if they call you, you win. But if you don't answer, then they will give that money to somebody else. Another chance to win $1,000 coming up an hour from now. And terror in the skies. And more news and bruise news when we come back. I can't believe Eye of the Tiger wasn't on the list. Sorry. Person. I'd like everyone to say a prayer for the the lady who's here to do an interview with Chris Little. Because <laughs> his interview process is rough. Um, <laughs> Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. We kid, we love. We do. We kid because we love. Because we love. A judge told Bill Cosby today he is not entitled to bail. As he appeals his sexual assault conviction, Judge Stephen O'Neill sentencing Cosby today to three to ten years in state prison. His lawyers argued that he should remain home uh, on home confinement, but the judge had really uh, no no room to even consider that. Do you know what the word racist means? Do you know what the word sexist means? Most everybody has at least an idea of what those words mean, right? Here's Cosby's publicist, Andrew Wyatt. Completely screwing up the meanings of those words. I believe and think it's important to point out that that this has been the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States. Now, listen, he he didn't just say that off the cuff emotionally. No, he was, he was reading, reading off his cell phone. He wrote that down. He thought of that. Went and, and said, typed it out. Yeah, and said, you know what? I, read it what? and then I'm, said it out loud. I'm going to read this in front of the entire nation. I have a great idea. I'm going to say this to the entire country. I believe and think it's important to point out that that this has been the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States. In the history, <clears throat> in the history of the United States. Anyway, Cosby's going to be in jail for a very long time. Hey, I've got a bunch of stories here involving aircraft yes. and terror. Yeah! Zero Niner, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. Oh, boy, these are good. These are good. I don't know if you remember that Air Canada plane, uh, plane, plane 
that flew off course and just over four other jetliners filled with people. What's going on at SFO? Late one July night last year. Well, NTSB. We too low. Uh, fi- <laughs> NTSB figured out that it was the Air Canada pilots who were confused because one of two parallel runways called 28L, 28 left, was closed work for construction that night. The lights were turned off. The Air Canada crew was cleared to land on 28R. Which is to the right of 28L. Yeah, this isn't brain surgery. No. So uh, the pilots thought that the lighted runway was 28 left, not theirs. So they landed on the wrong one. On they, the taxiway is where they landed, where uh, other planes were waiting to take off. Uh, now, the, the pilots told investigators they didn't see planes on the taxiway, but they did think to themselves, Hey, uh, hey there, Bob, eh? Don't you think that doesn't look right there, eh? I, that's not nice. That's that what was, they said. That was racist and sexist. Not uni- either one of those, as a matter of fact. What are you, Andrew Wyatt now? A United Airlines pilot in one of the planes warned the air traffic controllers about this uh, this Air Canada jet that was headed for them. Pilots on a Philippine Airlines jet switched on their landing lights, an apparent warning maneuver. Uh, how much would you be emptying your urination area? <laughs> <laughs> If you were one of those pilots and you saw this, I know. Listen, I'm trying to be colorful with my language. I'm trying to be like Chris Carlo. Got it. Both pilots of this Airbus A320, which was coming in from Toronto, A, were, were experienced. They both, uh, the pilot had, uh, uh, the captain, I should say, had more than 20,000 hours flying time. The co-pilot had about 10,000 hours flying time. Um, officials blame pilot error for three other close calls in the previous 16 months at SFO. And they're saying that the airport with parallel runways close to each other requires special attention during landing. Well, let's go to Weatherford, Oklahoma, shall we? In Weatherford, Oklahoma, a rogue truck went on a rampage around a small airport, leaving behind a trail of debris. Happened over the weekend at Thomas P. Stafford Airport. Who's that? Who's Thomas P. Stafford? Hold on, I'm Googling Everybody it. knows who Thomas P. Stafford is. Oh. He, uh, this this guy. Uh, An astronaut. Yes. Mark Schoonmaker Schoon, um, drove his truck, hit an embankment, launched into the air for about 50 feet, missed the taxiway light, cleared it from down there. You he, can see by the prints of his wheels were spinning when he hit the ground. I don't think he ever let out of it. He just kept going. He was born in Weatherford, Oklahoma, so that's why they would name the airport after him there. Astronaut Thomas P. Stafford was? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Gemini Project, Apollo program. Um, the um, the airport manager's name was Mark Schoonmaker. His- the guy who did this uh, said, or the, the airport manager said, I believe he's going toward that street light over there because he had lost all his lights off his truck. We picked those up out here so he didn't have no headlights. He played himself in the 1974 made-for-television movie, Houston, We've Got a Problem. That's pretty cool. Inside the pickup truck, they said they found about five unopened cans of Coors Light and one of Michelob Ultra Cactus Lime. That's the problem. What the hell is Michelob Ultra Cactus Lime, and why do you have to be so specific about it when you're talking about a guy driving a truck through your airport? Can you believe his wife, Faye, was also from Weatherford, Oklahoma? Yes. Small town people marrying each other? Yes. That I can believe. Hey, the first ever 777 is going into a museum. Old guy.
877-200. The call sign is BHNL. Rolled off the production line in 1994 and was working for Hong Kong's Cathay Pacific Airline in uh, in the year 2000. Two, uh, 20,519 flights for Cathay Pacific. Almost 50,000 hours of flying time. And it's now going to be at the Pima Air and Space Museum there in Arizona. Oh, there. Here's to you, old girl. Way to put in the miles. Is that what your husband says to you on your anniversary? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So... Let's see. We started this show in October 2015. And you're done. You're done good, September old girl. September 2018 Does they slap is on the when I leave forever. Uh, Swamp Watch. No, no, not until tomorrow because we're going to do our news and brews. Okay, but I'm not going for you. News and brews tomorrow at Wicks Brewing Company on Sterling Avenue in Riverside. <laughs> you're done good, old girl. <laughs> Stop it. $4 Micheladas, mimosas, shandies. The kitchen is going to open early at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside, so come on out. Bring that electricity bill over 100 bucks. Six-month usage history. And Solar Max, our friends at Solar Max, are going to buy your first drink in that Wicks Brewing Company collectible glass. It's going to be a good time. Okay, side note. Contra- uh, what is it? Retractions? Corrections and retractions? Eye of the Tiger, Slowly not... Slowly loosen up your collar and just whack you and... Just drive you off into that sunset. Uh, Stop it. Eye of the Tiger, not a one-hit wonder by Survivor. Apparently they had other hits. Featured in Karate Kid. I was mistaken. I was wrong about Denise Huskins, Patrick Mahomes, and Eye of the Tiger being a one-hit wonder. Eye of the Tiger was uh, was Rocky. No, it wasn't in. uh, They had other music that was featured in Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you're the best? You're the best around. Swamp Watch when we come back. June of 1996 in here. Tom Sullivan. Tom Sullivan. That's who this song reminds me. I don't. I don't see Tom Sullivan doing the Macarena. No. Tell, tell me more. Nobody does. But this was played over and over and over on his show. On his business show? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> All right, uh, big stories that we have been following today. The biggest one is out of Pennsylvania, Montgomery County specifically. Bill Cosby has been sentenced to three to ten years in jail. Just a few moments ago in Eagleville, Pennsylvania, uh, there were uh, shots of him coming out of a an SUV, shackled around the waist, his hands cuffed in front of him as he gets ready to go into prison, state prison as a matter of fact. Prosecutor talking now, uh, Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele. Cosby's crimes and the lifelong impact on Andrea. Um, so let me talk about Andrea for, for a moment here. I can't say enough about her. Um, we, we are all better off because she is in our lives. Um, you've heard about how this assault changed her life. Um, she has been through an ordeal these past Um, 14 years, and she has been solid and steadfast. To put herself out like this um, for years in front of a worldwide audience is extremely difficult for anyone. Um, She's been a rock 
Um, she's done the right thing over and over and over again. She went to the police and started this investigation. She told us she would cooperate with the prosecution long after she thought this had this ordeal had been put behind her. Um, and she could have stayed home in Canada, and she could have lived a quiet life. Um, but she knew it was important to see that justice was served. And, and uh, we had some time uh, when we were waiting for the jury the first time around. And uh, so some of you know I coach a little basketball, so I was trying to get tips from uh, Andrea on this. It's not every day that I get to be around a, a person of this caliber of talent uh, in the basketball arena. And uh, when we had a pretty good indication of where that jury was going, um, I went to her and asked her what she wanted to do. Sticking with the basketball aspect. Um, she uh, she did one of these. Um, and uh, said, always follow through. And she did, um, and it has led us to where we are today. She agreed to seek justice after that first trial ended, um, and we knew what we were going to go through again, um, and she never wavered. So we reached justice. We got to hear uh, from the jury guilty verdicts, um, and right there, standing with Andre and her family were the other courageous victims. I'm overwhelmed by the number of, of women who are willing to go through this process with us, who are willing to testify at trial, telling their stories about being drugged and sexually assaulted or raped by Bill Cosby. I especially applaud the six witnesses who did have a chance to face the defendant in court and tell the jury and the world what happened to them. The courage of Kelly Johnson, Heidi Thomas, Shalon Lasha, Janice Dickinson, Janice Baker Kenny, and Lisa Lott Lublin was tremendous. They also endured significant victim shaming, which should never happen in a courtroom, but anybody that was there saw it. And I hope this, this trial and seeing the defendant brought to justice helped each of them and all of the other victims heal in their own way. And also thank uh, her attorneys, Boris Triani and Bibi Kivitz, who... Um, who were with her every step of the way with this, um, as well as th this prosecution team. And, and uh, it was nice to have thunder and lightning back with me um, here. And, and, and uh, Stu Ryan and Kristen Fedden are consummate professionals and you know have have uh, have been with me um, the whole way. And I can't say how much appreciative uh, how appreciative I am of that and. You know, also their their talents, which you again got to see in in court when uh, when Stu had another chance at an expert there. Um, our our appellate unit, um, and you, you got to meet um, Tracy in this uh, in this case when she argued the constitutionality uh, of it, and and did a marvelous job. And we're so happy that she's part of our our team. Um, well, it's uh, Kevin Steele uh, that you're to listening it. to, the um, Montgomery County DA, the one who tri uh, tried Bill Cosby on the sex assault cases, uh, sex assault charges, and got the conviction. And we now know that Bill Cosby's been sentenced three to ten years in state prison there in Pennsylvania, 
as a result of this. And the the DA steal there is all he's really doing now is going through and, and thanking the list of people we were waiting to see if uh, Andrea Constand, who was the uh, victim in this case, would is ever going to take uh, to the podium uh, and make some comments. So, um, but that is a uh, that is a gigantic deal that uh, that Bill Cosby is. I mean, and he's already there. He's already into a processing center, and probably the next image that we see of him, if any. Uh, today will be a an official Department of Corrections, whatever the official uh, title is for that department in Pennsylvania, that it would be a picture of him uh, and then possibly even in his jail jumpsuit when they take that when they take that picture. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell today saying he is confident Brett Kavanaugh will be confirmed to the Supreme Court. He told reporters today the Senate is moving forward on the nomination. He's confident we're going to win were his words. Uh, He was pressed if they have the 50 votes needed for Kavanaugh, and he indicated that they do. Of course, Thursday, we will be hearing from Kavanaugh and the woman who has accused him of forcing himself on her back in 1982. We will go live to Washington when we come back all about that and uh, and what the reaction has been there and, and how they're getting ready for Thursday's bombshell test. I mean, not bombshells. We've heard both sides. Brett Kavanaugh did a, a lengthy interview with Fox News last night where he denied everything. He denied having sex in high school. And several years after that, he denied a drinking before he was 18, pretty much, uh, which was legal drinking age back then and said, well, maybe there was a couple occasions when we had a couple too many beers. But he is he is admitting to no misconduct at all. We'll talk more about that. Kenneth Moten is going to join us. Uh, don't forget, our next news and brews is tomorrow. Wicks Brewing Company. We're going to be live in Riverside on Sterling Avenue at Wicks Brewing Company, uh, talking about their beer, eating their lunch, all of that sort of stuff. They're going to open the doors early, and they have some drink specials to tell you about. The $4 micheladas, the mimosas and shandies tomorrow. The kitchen is going to open early so that you can grab lunch as well. Those tots. Those tots. Sriracha tots. You needed a minute for that, huh? Makes my tummy talk. (laughs) That's the second time you've used the word tummy on the program today after we banned it about two and a half weeks ago. Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. This could have stayed in 2006. And I cried. Oh, Lord. wonder why this guy never had another hit. You do? No. He cried himself to I death don't. in this song. Are you kidding? I know. <laughs> um, we have been uh, following a bunch of stories today, including the sentencing of Bill Cosby, now three to ten years in Pennsylvania State Prison. He will spend the first few days of his prison sentence at the Montgomery County Correctional Facility outside Philadelphia. Uh, He left the courthouse in a dark SUV after the sentencing. A spokesperson says he'll be held at the county jail for at least the next few days for processing, then head to a state prison. Uh, Just to connect these two stories, there was a uh, an attorney on um, CNN who, in discussion about the Cosby uh, sentencing, she said, I'm looking at people who say and applaud that Judge O'Neill in the Cosby case and his sentence, and then in the same breath wanting to defend Brett Kavanaugh, somehow connecting the two together, where Cosby was accused by 60-plus women of sexual assault. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, 
people lose their minds about this stuff. All right, uh, but speaking of the Brett Kavanaugh stuff, the party lines have been drawn. We now have to figure out what's going to happen on Thursday, if anything, with Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Christine Blasey Ford there in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Kenneth Moten is uh, on Capitol Hill. We talked yesterday, Kenneth, about uh, all of this and figuring out, man, Thursday is going to be an absolutely crazy day there on Capitol Hill. Yeah, I'm going to need reinforcements, uh, definitely, up here on Capitol Hill. And there was a really strong change in tone today that we noticed, uh, Gary, uh, from Senate GOP leaders and other Republicans. Uh, Just minutes ago, we heard from the Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and he actually said, we're going to move forward. I'm confident we're going to win. I'm confident Brett Kavanaugh will be confirmed in the very near future. We started to hear them say those types of remarks in the past couple of days, but Today, they're completely abandoning, essentially uh, taking into consideration what the accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, will say on Thursday. And that really should be no surprise to anyone, because we know that Republicans have been pretty aggressive with judicial nominations from President Trump. And when it comes to a Supreme Court seat, they want this ninth seat. Uh, They believe it will tip the court. 5-4 with conservative justices, they want this seat. And so that's why we're hearing this rhetoric from them, what, two days out from what could be some really compelling testimony from Christine Blasey Ford. And you've got some swing votes even, like Lisa Murkowski from Alaska who's saying, I want to hear them both out. You've got moderate Democrat Joe Manchin saying, I want to hear them both out. Um, that Kavanaugh, has a, he needs a chance to defend himself and that the accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, needs to be heard. I feel like Mitch McConnell's emphatic confidence tirade today was a little bit of a case of you doth protest too much. Mm. Uh, I think that he was projecting confidence. But, you know, when you've got Susan Collins, I believe it is, saying that she's a- a- eagerly anticipating hearing what they have to say on Thursday, I don't know how you can be that confident that you have the 50. Shannon, that's why people are paying more attention to what Susan Collins says, what Lisa Murkowski says, what Joe Manchin says, versus what the Senate Majority Leader says, what Chuck Grassley says, because these are the crucial swing votes. And so um, just to give you guys a little bit behind the scenes of what was happening up here today, you remember all those protests here, you know, throughout the Capitol and on Capitol Hill yesterday? Well, Capitol Police weren't even let us get near Susan Collins' office today. They had the whole hallway essentially blocked locked off, keeping us away from Collins' office after just widespread protests and people doing sit-ins. More than 150 people arrested yesterday. Uh, but we, we, it's a little bit of a cat-and-mouse game, but we're, we're able to track down Murkowski and a bunch of other senators who, um, who are also not only chiming in about wanting to hear from both sides, but another big headline today, guys, is that the Republicans, they hired outside counsel. A experienced sex crimes prosecutor will do the questioning for Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee. While Democrats, they'll do their own questioning. Now, do we know the identity of who that outside counsel is? GOP Chairman Chuck Grassley says he's not going to reveal her name at this point um, to ensure her safety before the Thursday hearing. And so at this point, we're trying to work sources to find out the name of this experienced sex crimes prosecutor. But at this point, we do not have that her name. Wow. Fascinating. Kenneth, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Kenneth Moten there on Capitol Hill. That that is, uh, I I don't think that's a lie. I mean, they're going to be calling in uh, every resource they get in terms of the uh, broadcast news outlets, newspapers, but I, to cover this because this is perhaps one of the biggest deals that we've seen. Oh, huge! 
huge it is going to be. I mean, you could you. I don't care who you believe. You believe her. You believe him, or you believe a combination of the two of them. The, doesn't matter which side you're on. This is a ridiculously large deal, and indicative of how politics has been going in this country. Think of the implications. Think of all the things that this has. It's got, you know, uh, Roe v. Wade in the wings with evangelical America, right? You've got uh, the Me Too movement, right, with men forcing themselves allegedly on women. I mean, this has got this is a a referendum on on where we are right now in this country in a lot of places divided on a, a bunch of issues here. You know, and the issue of whether or not there will be other people who testify outside of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Will that will the woman who appeared in the New Yorker article, Deborah Ramirez, uh, appear? Remember, she didn't come forward with that information. The New Yorker called her. The New Yorker revealed her identity. I mean, granted, they did so with her permission, but she's not the one who came forward to investigators and said, I want to tell my story, too. Right. Okay, much more coming up on Gary and Shannon, including your chance to win $1,000. I think that's... Chumbawamba. Tub thumping. By Chumbawamba. Yeah. What year was this? It was said to be 97, 98, something like that. Good old days. Hey, at the bottom of this hour, we're going to tell you this uh, story about an Ohio family. They were all killed, and now, according to some of the coroner's reports and experts who have looked into the medical records, they believe this may have been a professional hit to wipe out an entire family. Talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Um, Next news and brews coming up tomorrow, Wicks Brewing Company on Sterling Avenue in Riverside. We'd love it if you would come on out, hang out with us. We'll be doing the show live from 10 until 2. They're going to have some drink specials. The kitchen's going to open early for lunch, and we also have a way for you let Solar Max buy you your first beer. We'll tell you about that a little bit later. Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court nominee. Well, we heard from his yearbook posting, right, about uh, 100 plus kegs and all those things that he likes to do. Sounds like he had a great old time. And one of his friends there, Mark Judge, actually the guy who was in, in the room, according to Christine Ford, when Kavanaugh forced himself on her back in 1982, he wrote a memoir a handful of years ago, talked about their drinking days, how they drank to blackout status when they were in high school. Well, Brett Kavanaugh went on Fox News last night and denied pretty much all of that. Every single thing. Denied knowing this woman, ever touching her, denied uh, underage drinking. I think at one point he said he was never under the age of 18. Yeah. People generally in high school, I think all of us have probably done things we look back on in high school and regret or cringe a bit. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an allegation of sexual assault. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. And the girls uh, from the schools I went to and I uh, were friends. So you're saying that all through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin? That's correct. Never had sexual intercourse with anyone in high school? Correct. And through what years in college since we're... Probing into your personal many life years, there. Many years after. I'll leave it at that. Many years I after. I didn't have sex till I was 39. <laughs> Wait, you're 37. 
I'm just saying. He, oh, you mean? He, oh, like, you were saying Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, you're and, doing an impression. And, and he, you know, it, it's just nuts that he says unequivocally he never met this woman. He says the party in question was in this part of town. I wasn't there the entire summer of 1982. I just have a hard time believing that somebody remembers the summer of 1982 that well. And some people are saying on the other side, well, how the hell does she remember the summer of 1982 that well? Because she doesn't. She doesn't remember the day or the place, but she does remember the assault. And victims of assault, women who have been sexually assaulted, will tell you they don't remember the day or the place, but they remember the moment where they felt uncomfortable or scared. And she has said that she felt scared for her life because he put his hand over her mouth at one point when he was trying to uh, take her clothes off or, or grab around or what have you. Yeah, one of the things that we know about, and Kenneth Moten mentioned this just a few minutes ago, that Senate Republicans um, have hired an outside lawyer, a female lawyer, to question Dr. Christine Blasey Ford on Thursday when slash if this thing gets to, um, gets to the Judiciary Committee. And... Deborah Katz is uh, Dr. Ford's lawyer. She was upset because she wants to know the name of the lawyer, which would allow her to better prepare her client for the questioning in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I think this is an important move for Republicans to do because we've said this before many times. Democrats would love the bad optics of 11 men questioning a woman about a sexual assault. It grosses me out just to see Mitch McConnell speaking, uh, speaking. You mean through then his Then to hear him talk about a sexual right. and that's, episode. Well, remember how awkward be and so terrible. uncomfortable it was to hear the senators questioning Anita Hill yes. about the Clarence in the Clarence Thomas hearings back in 93, one, three, 91. early 90s. Now, that that. Same type of thing is exactly what Republicans want to avoid, and that's why they've hired this outside attorney. It's also worth noting that this is a sex crimes prosecutor, and the assumption being you would want a prosecutor as opposed to a defense attorney in this case because you would want – because the assumption is that a prosecutor is going to be more um, uh, forgiving perhaps or or, – She'd be more willing to listen to someone who is saying that this assault if took place in the first place. she is, in fact, a tried and true prosecutor, there are people, I mean, they could dress up a defense attorney and prosecutor's clothes. You know, there are some people who have worked on both sides of, of that fight, right. of that aisle. So, I mean, they may be selling her as a sex crimes prosecutor when, in fact— you know, she's been doing defense work or, you know, she's worried. We just don't know because we don't know who this person is yet. There was also a uh, a member of Congress who went on to a local television station. And I can't remember exactly which um, which member it was, but he raised an interesting question. Uh, he was asked by one of the, the TV anchors in his local hometown whether or not the allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, if they were proven to be true, somehow proven to be true. Is that enough? Uh, A groping sexual assault from when he was 17, is that enough to disqualify him from serving on the Supreme Court? And this member of Congress, kind of wishy-washy, said, well, I'm not quite sure it does. It was obviously something that happened so long ago, and there's been no one who has come forward uh, since he was an adult to say that he was capable, even capable of this type of a sexual assault again. The question, though, the congressman went on to say, 
if it's discovered that for some reason or somehow that Judge Kavanaugh is lying about this, if he's lying about having been at the party, if he's lying about having been uh, associated with this girl or knowing where the party was, or if any of that stuff is found out to be a lie, that's what would disqualify him because that is what takes place today as opposed to 36 years ago. All right, coming up next, the latest on the Bill Cosby imprisonment today, being sentenced three to 10 years in prison. And how about this? You looking to win some money? You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Got to answer that phone. Don't forget, they will call you. Might be from a number you don't recognize. And if you don't answer, they'll give that money to somebody who will. Don't let them do that. Do not let them do that. Mm -hmm. Another chance to win an hour from now during the John and Ken show, all the way up through that first hour of the Conway show, Monday through Friday. Shannon, we uh, will wait and see what goes on with the the Brett Kavanaugh sexual misconduct hearings. I guess you could call it at the uh, in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday. As of this point, the attorneys for Dr. Christine Blasey Ford say that she will be there, but uh, they are expressing some displeasure with the idea that Republicans have hired outside counsel, a former sex crimes prosecutor, to come in and do the questioning. And then uh, they are not certain about uh, whether at this point they say they're still coming. There's still some doubt as to whether or not they'll show up. Eight murders in Ohio a handful of years ago, two years ago to be exact, and no arrests in the case. Experts now say that this could have been or probably was a professional hit. We'll dive into that story coming up after Julie's news at the bottom of the hour. But the big news today, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby sentenced to three to ten years in prison. Judge Stephen O'Neill made that announcement this morning. Mark Remillard has been uh, covering this story at the courthouse there in Norristown. Mark, what's going on? Uh, Well, uh, the latest is uh, a short time ago, Cosby uh, emerged as he's being taken into, uh, I believe, into a holding cell uh, before he enters the Pennsylvania State Prison System, and he emerged. You could see uh, him with uh, chains around his waist, his hands in custody. A short time before that, we got a good look at him as he left the courtroom uh, with his hands cuffed. Uh, they removed his jacket and his tie as part of that process. Uh, he said that he removed his jewelry uh, during a short recess uh, beforehand so he wouldn't have to do that in court. Uh, but what a remarkable uh, moment to see uh, America's dad walk out of the courtroom in handcuffs, uh, the judge giving him no less than three years in prison, but no more than 10, which would be the absolute maximum in this case. They also uh, said that he will have to repay the prosecution costs uh, and has fined him $25,000 on these charges that he's been convicted of. What did the judge say to Cosby? had some comments directed at him this afternoon. Uh, yeah, he, he said that uh, that the key points in this uh, came down to uh, uh, Cosby's uh, decision to uh, engage 
Andrea Constant physically without her consent. Uh, and he said that it, the evidence was overwhelming, that it was planned predation. Uh, he said to Cosby directly, you heard no consent. You claimed that her, silent was, her silence was consent, and that is not the law. And so uh, he said uh, quite a bit before actually handing down the sentence, uh, telling Cosby and the court everything that he has considered through all this, the trial testimony, uh, the victim impact statements, which he said were very powerful, uh, all as he weighed that, uh, that information to come up with Cosby's sentence uh, of, that, of that minimum three years, which he says is part of the state guidelines, uh, and that's uh, how he arrived at that number. There was uh, some discussion by the publicist for Bill Cosby, and I guess one of the attorneys, that there may be uh, grounds for an appeal here. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it, the, the Cosby camp has made it pretty clear that they're going going to appeal this, and uh, they may have been working to lay the groundwork uh, right from the very beginning, uh, or even a couple weeks ago before the uh, sentencing hearing. Uh, they started to question the judge's ethics, whether the judge was biased against some witnesses that the defense had tried to call, uh, possibly trying to lay the groundwork there that, uh, you know, the judge shouldn't have heard this case or should have recused himself. Uh, so maybe they'll pursue that angle. Uh, there's also this new emerging uh, thing that the, was brought up outside of court by Cosby's spokesperson about some audio tapes that were played as part of the hearing involving Andrea Constand, who's Cosby's accuser, involving her mother and Bill Cosby, and they claim that the uh, prosecution falsified these tapes, etc. It's very convoluted at this point and not clear exactly what this means, but uh, according to the DA, he says they're pretty comfortable with where things stand at this point, and uh, rightfully so. Cosby's going to prison, and that's exactly what they wanted to see. All right. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Mark, Appreciate it. Mark Remillard there, the latest out of Norristown, Pennsylvania, where Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in state prison for the assault on Andrea Constand from 2004. Uh, I, I don't understand the people who continue to suggest that he should simply be let go. Uh, I, I actually said I wasn't advocating it. I just thought that the prosecutor, that the judge in the case would let him off with uh, with house arrest because of his age. But at the same time, that wasn't even on the table. Uh, I guess that it was not available to the judge in this case in terms of a minimum sentence. So uh, the there were people outside the courthouse, though, that were supporters of Cosby's who said, um, for example, Marianne Tokarczyk said, I see they're going to give him trying to give him prison time. It's not fair to bill. Yeah. But what can you do? That's the justice system. What do you mean the hell? It's not it's not fair to bill. I'm so torn on USA Today interviewing supporters of Bill Cosby, because if you've ever covered one of these celebrity trials, you know that the the, the nuts really come out for it. And it's not really indicative of any a larger percentage of the population because there's two whack jobs out there supporting him and saying it's not fair to Bill and the justice system. But you know the what fact I mean? that they get interviewed and their they quotes get, get put in the USA it, Today. Yeah, it makes yeah. it sound like uh, it gives it more weight. It gives the crazy people more weight. And well, I mean, but it's, it's also important to know that they exist, but you can't think that they are a percentage of the population. Well, there's also people who think that the the earth is flat. Right. So, like Jared Goff. <laughs> Wait. 
No, I'm sorry. He he didn't know uh, that the sun rises in the east. That's what that was. Oh, sorry. That's right. I got mixed up there. Anyway, so Cosby's going away for a very long time, perhaps the rest of his life, depending on how all of this plays out. Ooh, look at this mug shot. I told you. See, the that's the first photo. image. First booking photo. He's uh, got he's... a white shirt on, a white undershirt. Top button is undone, so you can see the undershirt, and it's uh, red suspenders. Surprised they let him keep his suspenders. They took his tie. He took his tie off. Well, they had. he had to. Oh, he did? Yeah. They, they will uh, I not guess allow you. Some sort of, yeah, you're right. So I'm surprised the suspenders are still there also. We um, uh, po- posted that on Twitter at Gary and Shannon, if you're yeah. looking for it. If you're having a hard time finding his booking photo, which is probably everywhere right now. But it meant, I mean, I, if I were to tell you this 10 years ago, that Cos- that this is going to be the last image that you see of Bill Cosby. Yeah. Potentially, it's right? incredible, isn't it? Him downcast, broken. Not saying it's undeserved. Yeah. Just this, but I mean, care- careful horribly putting, sad way care- to end that. Careful putting people on a pedestal that you watch in the entertainment industry. Because you don't ever, and Mo Kelly says this all the time. You don't know who these people are. You do not know who these people are. So uh, careful with your heroism when it comes to athletes or entertainers. Hey, the fourth annual Tim Conway Jr. Birthday Bash is coming up on Saturday, October 6th at Vibe Nightclub at Morongo. Now, this is entirely free, and it's a huge party. I don't know how we pull this off without charging people rent on this, but... You can hang out with Conway and the whole crew. A bunch of us are going to be there as well. There'll be a live band, the Kooks Among Us improv group. Chris Little's improv group. Yes, and I don't think any of us are involved in that. Oh, Uh, by the way, if you are not following Conway's show on Instagram, do it because they've been posting pictures of Chris preparing for his improv videos, and they are stellar. Food from tacos and tequila, cool prizes, and exclusive Conway show souvenirs, whatever that might be. Free, again, the party is free, but space is limited at the Tim Can- Tim Conway Jr. birthday bash. You need to sign up right away. Go to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Conway. Look at this Morongo. One. He's riding Michelle's leg scooter. Good times. National One Hit Wonder Day. Juwan in there on the ones and the twos has been doing a great job representing. We've been following a couple of big stories today. The biggest one, perhaps, is that Bill Cosby is going to spend the first few days of his prison sentence at the county correctional facility, Montgomery County, outside Philly. Uh, He was taken out of a courthouse in Norristown, Pennsylvania today after a judge sentenced him to three to ten years in state prison for sexual assault. He's going to be held at the county jail for at least the next few days. From there, he's going to be headed to a state prison. We do have his booking photo that they finally posted not too long ago. Up on our uh, Twitter account, at Gary and Shannon. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell saying today he is confident Brett Kavanaugh will be confirmed to the Supreme Court, telling reporters the Senate is moving forward on the nomination. He says he's confident we are going to win. Of course, Thursday, the Senate Judiciary Committee will hear from Kavanaugh and Christine Ford, who has accused him of sexual assault back in high school in 1982. The committee could vote 
on a confirmation Friday. Uh, there is a uh, there was a missing boy, a six year old boy that was taken from his home in the Modesto area. The Modesto Police Department now said that uh, Jace Casso was found today at a motel in Dublin over in the San Francisco Bay Area, apparently taken by his father, and he has been found safe and he is okay. Uh, but speaking of missing kids, there was this uh, uh, another strange and uh, hopefully not heartbreaking story about a six-year-old boy who went missing in North Carolina. Investigators are using divers, helicopters, drones, and something very unique to try and find him. They're also using the voices of the boy's parents. Maddox Rich, six years old. Uh, he has autism. He's nonverbal. He has blonde hair, blue eyes, cute little kid. Um, and on Monday, they were checking. God, I can't imagine this. They were checking dumpsters. And they were going into businesses near the park asking for any surveillance video. Police dogs are going back and, and searching the area. They're searching the water of the lake using sonar and divers. They've taken recorded messages from Maddox's parents and are playing those messages in the woods of the park with the hope that the boy will hear his parents' voices and persuade him to come out from somewhere if he's been hiding. The interesting thing is we know the kid's name, Maddox Rich, but his parents have been asking for privacy. His parents have been asking that their names not be used in the media. We already know your kid's name. Interesting. Um, They said the... uh, the FBI recorded the phrases that Maddox's parents use with him most often. His father did put out a statement to WCCB in Charlotte saying, I want to thank everyone for showing up to search for Maddox and also thank everyone for their prayers. We're trying to help the police in any way possible. They're still asking the public to just wait and let the professionals handle the search. Is it weird that the FBI joined into the search? Or is it just that they're available and they could help out in some ways that perhaps the local cops didn't have the resources to do so? Potentially, yeah. I mean, it's a small police department here, isn't it? Gastonia Police Department? Yeah, and, and like we saw in other cases recently, the Gastonia Police Department chief had come out and said, listen, if you have any information, you may think it is small or doesn't really matter, but if you have any information or anything that's out of the ordinary that you contact them, something that you may think is insignificant could be helpful to our case. All right. um, So there is a story out of Pike County, Ohio. It's been described as the largest criminal inquiry in the history of the state of Ohio. And it's a family of eight people who were killed uh, about two years ago. Two years ago, it was uh, Hannah Roden, 19 years old, Christopher And his ex-wife, Dana, he was 40, she was 37. Their son, 16-year-old Christopher and 20-year-old Clarence. Clarence's fiance Hannah, 20 years old, and other relatives, uh, Kenneth at 44, Gary at 38, died in the shootings. Uh, Strange, because we're two years on and no one's been arrested for this. And even though, like I said, they consider this the largest criminal inquiry in the in the history of the state of Ohio, uh, they don't have a lot of leads, at least anything publicly that they're talking about. The state attorney general had said at one point that Christopher, uh, 40 years old, oversaw a large scale marijuana grow operation and that authorities are 
are focused, laser focused, as they say, on a family in Alaska. This is a family who lived near the rodents at the time of the killings and later moved to Alaska. Mm, Let me throw this in there as well, because not only were they connected geographically, one of the Wagner family, uh, Jake Wagner, fathered a daughter with 19-year-old Hannah Roden. So does he have the daughter? But I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if she was uh, involved in anything. Um, if if she was, she obviously wasn't killed because she wasn't on the list. But I don't know where she went. And according to the Wagners, they say they continue to be saddened by the loss of their former neighbors. Yeah, they were friendly with the family. At least according to the attorney, yeah. Uh, so there would have been no animosity, no reason for any of this. But the autopsies revealed members of the Rodin family were murdered in a sadistic manner. Ooh, that's that's a key. Not only did uh, are we just finding out about the autopsies, this prompted a court case that revealed that. So we'll come back and talk about that, what it is that we found out about how they were killed and what that might mean about this case. Gary and Shannon. Strong finish. Strong we can dance finish. If we want to, we can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. Gary Chan. National One Hit Wonder Day. Hey, uh, TMZ found out what the first prison meal is going to be for Bill Cosby tonight okay. at the Montgomery County Correctional Facility. It's actually at the jail where he's staying for a couple days before he's processed into a state prison. Is there jello on the menu? Yes. Seriously? Yeah, so the menu tonight is a chicken patty with gravy, mixed veggies, mashed potatoes, iced tea, and vanilla pudding for dessert. <laughs> Why are we giving inmates dessert? I don't know. There is some There is some poetry in that, though. We've been telling you about this uh, story out of the state of Ohio, considered to be the largest criminal inquiry in Ohio history because eight members of one family were all shot and killed. And according to... Uh, now people who have been looking at the medical records, the analysis of the crime scene, the autopsies, etc., say that they believe this has the uh, this has the aspects of a professional hit. Seven adults, one teenager, um, were shot and killed, all of them belonging to one family. And one of the things that's interesting about this case that they're considered they're called the Pike County killings. The Ohio Supreme Court was brought into this because. There were reporters trying to look at the preliminary autopsy records and investigative notes made by a coroner. And the judge in the one of the attorneys in the case argued this. This case is now over two years old. It's unsolved. And I think the investigators deserve to be scrutinized. So the Supreme Court finally allowed uh, access to some never before seen records in the murders of these eight people in Pike County. This is what is probably the most interesting outside of this. I mean, if you're a detective working on the case, you knew this ahead of time. But it revealed that one of the victims, Christopher Roden Sr., who I guess you could say was sort of the patriarch of the family, had been shot through a door. That he had been shot nine times all over his body while the other seven, uh, while seven other victims had been shot in the head. Now, if this family was in charge of a large-scale grow operation... And this is something I'm going to say just because I'm in the middle of Ozark. Yes. Doesn't this have kind of drug cartel written all over it? Yeah. 
Yeah, especially with the drug connection that they they already are alleging this family had. Right. Um, several media outlets were the ones who were fighting to get that information, and they finally decided uh, that they could have that information. So now that it's out there, um, Dr. Jennifer Murray uh, is the one who said that this looks like there could have been a professional crime. There have been no arrests, and the Pike County authorities have said they long believed the deaths were tied to the drug trade even though the attorney general said that they were laser-focused on that Wagner family, the family that has since moved to Alaska. Uh, Edward Jacob Wagner, we mentioned, had that child with one of the victims, the 19-year-old who was shot twice in the head. But he, neither he nor George Wagner, Angela Wagner or their son, were named as suspects in any of this. So we had mentioned that the Wagner family attorney said they were always friends with the rodents and had no reason to be, there was no animosity between the families. So there's no reason why the Wagners should be considered suspects. Authorities suspect in the case that there were multiple attackers and that they were very familiar with this area, that they are believed to have worked to cover their tracks and that they had taken out these, uh, this rodent family in several different homes at basically the same time. It was obviously a coordinated attempt to steal whatever cash or product or both this this whole family was sitting on with their grow operation, yeah. whether that was a cartel or an organized group uh, aside. But the takeaway is don't grow drugs with your family and for sale to sell them. I think that's probably a safe uh, a safe. Just in terms of like family goals, right? Kind of stuff is to stay away from the growing and selling of drugs, right? I mean, grow whatever drugs you want to grow, but then you don't not for resale consumption, yeah, just for exactly personal, personal yeah. use of that. Um, hey, tomorrow is the big day. News and brews out at Wicks Brewing in Riverside. Come join us if you've been to one of our events. You know it is a blast because you all bring the party. If you haven't been, well, there's no time like the present. What you're going to do is you're going to wake up tomorrow. God willing, and you're going to call your boss and you're going to say, hey, Chris Little, I have food poisoning. I made a questionable choice at a poke place at a strip mall last okay, but, night. But don't even you if I might even say you stick, uh, you know, you stay one step shy of identifying what food it was. OK, you, yeah, that's and, true. And you just be a little bit more vague about it. I don't know what it was. It might have been. That's true. That's the, true. the gas station poke. It might have also been uh, seven corn dogs in 15 minutes. I don't know what it was, but both of those are culprits. I love corn dogs potential. with mustard. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good standby. That's it. You're just going to say you like corn dogs. <laughs> uh, this Wicks Brewing. <laughs> place by the way oh yeah the menu is can we talk about the tots i need to i need to talk about the tots Do you want me to read to you again the versions of the tots that are available oh, it's like a bedtime story they're going to uh, by the way open the kitchen early so that when you get in there not only can you start your day with a beer you can start it with some tots including the sriracha blue tots now this is the one i'm going to try careful because those will go right to your breasts oven baked potato tots Hardwood smoked bacon, Italian blue cheese crumbles, chives, and sriracha. That sounds incredible. Yeah. 
And that's just one. There's four different <laughs> kinds of uh, tots that they have available. I don't they know have if the loaded you should... flatbreads, all that. I feel like you should just commit to one and not try all of them. No, that's why I said because the show is four hours. I'm doing the one. I'm doing the sriracha okay. blue. I'll stick. I'll stick with that. Okay. Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. Four dollar micheladas, mimosas, and shandies right when the doors open. And remember, if you bring an electricity bill over a hundred bucks with six months usage history, our friends from Solar Max are going to buy you your first drink, and that. Is America. That is America right there. All right, John and Ken show coming up next. We will see you tomorrow in Riverside. Stay dry, everybody. That that was a good show. I really like them. Gary and Shannon.